This is... Wow! What a week. What a week. Politricks. Politics. Welcome to our What a Week hashtag Politricks. His reappearance has become relatively predictable. Much like a politician who waits for a sports team to make the news and then argues for the removal of that name and emblem to get some of the attention. Thankfully, his views are usually seen more positively. Please give a warm welcome back to Botsang Mudimuame Muilwa. Botsang. Yes, uh, good morning, uh, uh, Mr. Tato Sigwani, and to the followers and the viewers. Uh, I'm good, bro. Uh, I think we caused the storm last week. <laughs> Which part of what caused the, the most storm last week? My position on the history of the Springbok and the emblem. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And yes. then uh, remember a day before that or, or two days before that when they were parading, uh, the former minister, secretary general of the of the ANC uh, claimed to have created, mm. you know, Siakolisi and that team. It was his product. Yes. He was lambasted by the social media. Then on Sunday after our show, uh, the, the CIC of the Economic Freedom Fighters went on the same narrative. So I was so happy because mm. people thought we were crazy too. Sure. You, you see, it's not being against the Springboks. There's nothing not wrong with the rugby team. Yes. It's also telling the truth, educating people and yes. telling the historical background. And there's nothing wrong in telling history, whether it's good or bad history. Mm. And there's nothing wrong in telling the truth and history of, of, of our country and our sporting codes, which have been political anyway. And the long and the short of it is um, the Springboks as a team back then were used to showcase white supremacy. Exactly. That is the truth. And, and, and we didn't do much mm. to can try and change that over the years. The, the wheels are turning very slowly. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and, and as we spoke about it, we don't have to repeat what we spoke about, but as we spoke about it, we can even see the people of color who are in the Springbok. Mm. Maybe one or two, they came from the gateways, but most of them, they went through the channels. I, I looked at the interview of uh, the guy from Free State, uh, 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 Bull. Yes. Uh, 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 his family were interviewed and they were talking about how they struggled to can raise money. Mm so that he can be he can play rugby which was his favorite dream sport yes sir but generally feeder schools but they must transform mm -hmm. absolutely let's uh, start in the middle east um the few people we had left in tel aviv have been recalled yeah. uh, please in fact what is it called in diplomatic terms because the embassy was closed down right no 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 the the, the diplomatic mission was existing it was existing what in 2018 yes due to the, the you know south africa has been consistent people don't think the south african position towards tel aviv and, and in diplomatic cycles we call the missions by the capital yes towards israel started only now mm. they have been very consistent yes. the government has been because in 2018 already uh, the former ambassador of South Africa, uh, uh, Mr. Cesar, was recalled from Israel. From Israel. Okay. And, so the and, then, mission, and then we left a, a smaller. So almost like we closed the shop and left the Spazanyana. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, look, it's, it's the operational mission yes. remain behind. And, the, and, and that's normal. It's normal. It's normal to practice that you don't just abruptly and completely shut down. Mm. I've, I've closed Brazil, I've closed Frankfurt, I've closed Bonn, mm. but it's a face off thing. Uh, so the person who remains behind, actually it's, it's French or it's Latin for chargé d'affaires. It means you are in charge of the affairs. You are ah, an yes. ambassador at interim. 
English you call it that way. So because that is, because you still need representation. Still because representation, there are still South Africans out there. And there's still work to be done. You yes. know, there's still work in protest. So ambassadors are political figures. They represent the president or the mm. head of state. Mm. So removing them, you have functionaries. Okay. So the charge of affairs will normally be the person who was the second in charge, who was the deputy ambassador. Okay. So he takes over to be charge of the affairs at interim when there's no full representation. And obviously, the most important person would always be the head of corporate services mm. because bills have to be paid, salaries have to be paid, staff has to be paid, and consular services have to happen. Sure. You know, consular services in this instance would include, if Home Affairs did not have a representation mm. in the embassy, Derko will normally uh, uh, give that responsibility to the head of corporate services, okay. which, which in this instance was the first secretary uh, for corporate services, and then they will be responsible for consular services, which includes registration of birth, issuing of passports, mm. issuing of birth certificates, work permits, and things like that. You may be sitting in Tel Aviv with a South African work permit, I mean, with an Israel work permit, but you need to travel, for example, from Tel Aviv to the USA. You don't have to come to South Africa to get your secondary or alternative passport, oh, yes. or to apply for the American visa, mm. because you have a residence permit there, or a work permit to be in Tel Aviv. You will go to the American embassy in Tel Aviv to apply for an American visa. So that stuff has been recalled, in, in my view and my opinion. Have they been recalled or are they in consultation, as the word has been used? The, 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 the diplomatic way to be used, you can call it consultation or debriefing. Okay. Uh, they, they need to come and now brief headquarters of what has transpired in the last few months or since they, they, any task was given to them. Yes. Uh, uh, it's not recalled because they did something wrong. But look, Fresh, this is a very bold statement from the South African government. And, and very few countries, less than 12 countries, which mm. includes countries like Colombia, Algeria were the first, uh, have responded by closing down their diplomatic missions in Tel Aviv in protest of uh, the genocide that the, the, the Israel is, is, you know, waging against the Palestinian people. So it's a complete shutdown now. Probably what is left there, it's, it's, it's uh, materials like vehicles and a building itself. Uh, but South Africa has withdrawn its diplomatic you know, a representation from, from Israel. And in addition to that, remember this was an executive decision. The cabinet took that decision and they instructed one of the members of the cabinet, uh, uh, Minister Naledi Pando, to also follow diplomatic processes and protocols to engage uh, uh, with all the relevant sources because of the utterances and the repeated conduct and behavior of the Israeli ambassador, the way he responded to what is happening in the Middle East. In simple language of those who are not fearing to, 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 to talk uh, a diplomatic language, I actually think they are going to tell the ambassador of Israel to leave our shores. But, the, you know, the, I'm, I'm using a crude language. Mm. But basically saying engage them, follow protocols and processes because of your conduct and given not once uh, has not been, you know, in line with us as your host. Mm. So therefore mm. we want to engage you. So there's engagement. You don't tell them pack and go today. Sure. There's Geneva protocols that needs mm. to be followed. So the EFF, for instance, are saying uh, the embassy, the Israeli embassy in South Africa mm. must be shut down. Ambassador Eliav must be told to leave. Um, the IFP are saying we can't have a total blackout. We must still have contact. 
So doing that, it would be ill-advised. Where do you stand? Well, my, my position is fresh. We have, we have recalled our ambassador 2018, like yeah. four or five years now. Mm. We have recalled the remaining of the staff. So we don't have representation in Tel Aviv. Mm. Why would we, if we are so determined and so convinced as a nation that we don't want to have any form of relationship with Israel due to their conduct. Why would we still keep them in our house when we have left their house? Mm. Uh, look, it's, it's, a, it's a wartime situation. It's a very bold uh, position that South Africa has taken. And, and I, I, unfortunately, I will side with the South African government in this instance to say they have recalled, let them expel. The, 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 the Israelis out of South African shores mm. uh, because the South African position towards wars in the world is very clear. It's neutral. But in an instance whereby even negotiations don't work, mm. engagement don't work, and there is genocide, there's, there's killing of people that is not stopping every day. Mm. Uh, the Israelis are bombarding the children of Palestine. You and know, South Africa is taking a position to say, no, no, we can't have a relationship with somebody who doesn't want to listen to anybody and who goes and murders people uh, in the name of we are hunting Hamas? You know, you know what, what confuses me? Like, for instance, when they bombed the refugee camp uh, yes, last yes, week. Uh, last week, yes. And they said, no, because there was a, a Hamas operative there. Can they prove that? There was a Hamas operative who was also taken out, and that is why they decided that even children can be um, collateral damage. Yeah. Because whatever intel you are using to say in a refugee camp, there was a Hamas dude that we needed to bomb, mm -hmm. regardless of how many other innocent people around, how are you not using the same intel to find the hostages then? Exactly. Or to, or, or, or to actually hit a dead person if your intelligence is so good. Why don't you snipe and take that one particular person out? Also because you've got ground forces in there now. Exactly. So it doesn't make sense that you want to bomb an entire refugee camp, because you're looking for one person. And say, no, but we took out one operative. I, I, I had a discussion with you last week, if you recall. I, I was thinking, imagine if that so-called or alleged Hamas operative mm. was hiding... In a, in a supermarket where there's Israelis or any other nation, not the Palestinians, exactly. where they're going to bomb exactly. that, that place as well. Mm -hmm. what, what if that person was hiding on the, on the, on the Israel side mm -hmm. of the land of Palestine or the West Bank, where there's Israelis more than anybody else, where they're going to bomb that? At the last time we had, Hamas had what you call them hostages that they had taken on the 7th of October. If they have intelligence, the Israelis, if they know that where are the hostages or they want to go and target their so-called terrorists. Why don't they just bomb everybody, including Israel citizens who are hostages, if they are targeted and what they want? Yeah, because then you'll take out Hamas also. Then you'll take out Hamas as well. They, they probably know where these people have been kept hostage. Mm. And why don't they go and bomb all those Hamas people who are having their hostages, but they can bomb innocent civilians and children? To take out one person. To take out one person. It, it doesn't make sense. And, and, and therefore, I think I'm in very full support of the South African you know, International Relations Board Okay, so uh, expel uh, um, um, Ambassador Eliav, like you're saying, like the EFF are saying. Yes. Then what of trade between South Africa and Israel? What do we do there then? Do we now stop the trade? What happens? Uh, look, part of a diplomatic mission and diplomatic services 
and it's it's mainly economical. It's not just you know uh, like in the past, just military. It's mainly economical. There's mm. a big trade between South Africa and Israel, and trade relations between the two countries will be affected definitely, no doubt about it. Whether we are importing fresh fruits and vegetables from them or they're exporting or you're exporting. Hence, I'm asking. So, uh, do you stop those immediately? Uh, look, uh, fresh. We are in in a war situation, mm. and 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 our battle. We we have said it historically that. The, the, the freedom of the people of Palestine, it's it's equal to the freedom of the black people in South Africa who were occupied and marginalized. Mm. And, and if we think that keeping trade relations with Israel at the expense of Palestine, then we are we are disingenuous if we mm. do that. Mm. If we, what will we lose to cut ties with Israel? Mm. And as as compared to what we are losing to cut ties or to isolate Palestine. You know, somebody, I was listening to uh, one of the, the, the political, but Gaten McKenzie, mm. uh, talking about Hamas being an interview in the position of the Patriotic Alliance. And as I was sitting there, I said to myself, we should not forget as South Africans that some of us who are military or guerrilla, you know, trainees, mm. Mm. we were trained along the lines of the PLO fighters, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, under Yasser Arafat. Mm. Some of APLA forces and Umkontoises and Azanla forces, we trained along the PLO forces. Mm. Now that we have passed the stage of guerrilla warfare that mm. we had, mm. and we are saying the children of Palestine, they can see what they do. Even people who are followers of Nelson Mandela, they will always remember what, what Nelson Mandela was saying when, or was trying to explain when he said to us, the freedom of the people of South Africa, black people in South Africa, it is nothing if the freedom of Palestine did mm. not happen. Now it's no longer even only land occupation yeah. and, 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 and suppression in, in Palestine. Mm. It is now a full-blown genocide. You know? yeah. And, and I, I think we should actually, uh, you, know, you know my view after this, after we expel the ambassador, we should tell them to close their office. Close their office and leave their diplomatic mission, but we should not end there. I'm not a military person, mm. but we have had our army to go and do uh, uh, to get involved in wars, not to fight, you know, peacekeeping mission mm. in the Central African Republic, in Sudan, DRC. in the DRC, and mm. so forth. And I think the South African government should sit down and consider for humanitarian purposes, because to access that area at the moment to deliver humanitarian aid, water, food, medicines, including makeshift tents for refugees or hospitals, mm. I think we should consider that whether the army is going to work with the organizations like uh, uh, Doctors Without Borders or what you call this other South African famous organization, uh, Give of the Givers. Mm. Either way, I don't care which measures can the government use to can aid the people of Palestine with what is happening. And this is where we should, somebody will say, ah, we are not going to involve our army there. They can't even fight. But I'm not saying let's send our army there to fight. Mm. I'm saying our army has been used very well yeah. in the continent for peacekeeping purposes and for humanitarian aid. I mean, remember the Mozambique fly, flies a in 98. Exactly. The Mozambique exactly. flies in 98. Um, uh, the SNDF like did a stellar job. Stellar job. Mm. Stellar job. They're actually still in, in the northern part of Mozambique now mm. doing a good job. Mm. If we have medicines, blankets, food, makeshift hospital beds that we can send to Palestine, because at some stage what Israel did, mm. they even blockaded foreign aid that came through Ethiopia mm. or Egypt by road. Mm. 
You know, there's trucks, about 28 trucks every day that must drive into Palestine to feed the people, to give them clean water, medicines, and, and, and aid. And imagine uh, you must feed a couple hundred thousand, couple million people. Exactly. With like 20 trucks. Exactly. In a sense. So, so this is where our military jets, not, to, not fighting and bombing jets, that can take medicines there, whether they drop them, whether they make shift tents or what. And, and I think that will be a very, very great step for South Africa to do. America has soldiers there training Israelis, arming them to kill innocent children. Why can't we just send medicines and food and donations and even help to even evacuate? Mm. Because people, buildings collapse on top of people. Sure. You know, to help with humanitarian, I, I, I think the world is also moving very slow. Again, there's another genocide happening in front of our eyes in the world. And the world is moving very slow. The United Nations, I've always called them toothless dogs. They will mm. sit there with suits and ties and talk. We need foreign military aid and, and, and personnel and warm bodies to be in there and help to evacuate or to save the lives of the Palestinians. Because what Israel is doing is actually taking them totally out. They are removing them from their land now completely. Mm. That's and, what they're doing. And leaving them with nowhere to eat, nowhere to sleep, nowhere to live. If you can't can kill you with bombs and bullets, I'll starve you to death. What are your thoughts on America's almost... Because initially it was, we stand with Israel. Now it's, let's allow humanitarian stuff to go in. But they're short of saying, we demand a ceasefire. They, 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 they will do, not do that. I do, mean, do, I mean, you think, they, yeah. do you think demanding a ceasefire would be them putting egg on their own faces? Uh -huh. Because a ceasefire needs to happen. That, that's what it needed now. For humanitarian aid to go in, there must be ceasefire. Mm. If I'm a truck driver, how am I going to drive a truck in there when I'm risking? A convoy that a was, bombed was bombed the other day. Yes, yes. So people are going to be afraid to do that. That's why my suggestion is let the armies of neighboring countries and friends of Palestine you be sent there mm. to take aid in because they are combatants. Mm. If they get attacked by Israel, then they can defend themselves and retaliate mm. or they will use military vehicles and military choppers and anything else that they can use that can stand the artilleries that are being used. But, but I don't think the Americans will proudly, maybe if it was uh, you know Donald Trump, mm. will proudly stand up and say to their puppets, because America created Israel mm. as much as there are reports now to say America created almost every terrorist mm. in the world. So when these people turn against them, they are labeled terrorists. But I don't think Americans are going to stand up and tell Israel to cease fire. I think they haven't achieved their target. Mm. Not only a number of people to kill. Israel wants to kill human beings. Mm. America wants to destroy Palestine. Like they destroy everywhere else to go so that Come 2024, they can start rebuilding that country. Their military is benefiting. People who are selling arms are walking and smiling to the banks. What are your thoughts on this? I call it blackmail, if you will, or emotional blackmail. That you standing with Palestine often is uh, has you accused of. That means you support Hamas. No, 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 no. no but, but that train is never late. Yeah, that train yeah. is never late. The minute you say the state of Israel is this, or you hate Jews, the minute you say free Palestine, or you love Hamas, it's almost like there's a disconnect. But but it's a it's a self-created disconnection. It's what the imperialists and the Zionists are doing. Mm. They want to create that in the mind of the people. When we so is it part of the PR? It's part of it's part of their, 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 their you know propaganda that they are spreading 
out. First mm. of all, we all know that the Jews mm. who are in, in, in Palestine land or in Israel today, they went there from the 40s after the World War when mm. they were being exterminated by, 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 by Hitler and other people. Mm. So they are not, they are settlers in Palestine. It's a fact. Mm. It does not mean I hate them, but they are settlers there. The same way as we call European settlers in Africa. And, and Palestine for years have tried to say, we have accepted you, we have welcomed you into our home, let us live in harmony together. They are refusing, they want now to exterminate the Palestinians. And people must understand, Hamas is an organization. Mm. Palestine, it's a state. It's a nation. It's a nation. Mm. It has a government, it mm. has human beings and people. So, for example, it's the same as somebody standing up and saying in South Africa, you know, we have mercenary groups who the government has just wanted, they must not get involved in the war. Mm. And then people say, there's these mercenaries, they come from South Africa, therefore South Africa is supporting mm. the Zion state of Israel because they are fighting along the alliance, they fought in Angola. We, we, we don't judge a nation by that. Mm. Those are human beings living in Palestine. Those are the owners of the land. Those are the oppressed and the dispossessed. Mm. So me standing up and talking for the people of Palestine does not associate me with Hamas. Sure. And excuse me, it does not also say Hamas is representing the Palestinians. Even if they do, it's their choice, the people of Palestine. And I've said before, if the people of Palestine hated Hamas, mm. they will expose them. Mm. They will not shield them. You understand? Mm. So... Those people are at the moment seeking refugee anywhere where they can get it because they are under attack in their own homes. You know, you know, fresh. Uh, some of us have been in, in combat attacking an, an armed civilian. Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's a sense of cowardice. In fact, I remember even uh, you said in your training in the in the eighties. Yes. That in your training in the eighties, you guys were told that you attack the state. Yes. You go to installations of the state. A absolutely. Actually, yesterday, uh, uh, I, I posted, so it marked an anniversary of mm. one of our operations, mm. whereby we're conducting an operation at the 32 Battalion mm. Camp in Tadisoweto. In Soweto, and, yes. And, and people, and we used to tell people, and I, I'll talk on behalf of the APLA forces. Yes to say, we were trying to kill police people sure. inside the police station. And people say, but you're also killing black policemen. And you say, mm. but you don't understand. Mm. The attack and the battle we are fighting, it's a battle against the state. Mm. So an, an armed or an armed policeman mm. representing the, the South African government is actually the enemy mm. or a, a stumbling block towards you know, the freedom we are trying to achieve. Now, Israel in this instance, in hunting Hamas, they go and they bomb hospitals, clinics, refugee camp inside that are just nearly created or early created. And, and that's a cowardice. Why don't they go on the ground, take their rifles and go and hunt Hamas soldiers, mm. men to men, eyeball to eyeball in a combat. You are sitting there, you are sending drones and missiles and bombing buildings. Imagine we are sitting in M studio and somebody wants to kill me and they just throw in a missile here. Yeah, they don't care about that whole team that is sitting there because they, are, they want one person both no man. Uh, this is not a war, it's a genocide. No, don't don't do, worry. Nobody yet wants to kill me, so we are still safe. I was gonna say you have enemies here, my man. <laughs> Let's bring it home. As always, uh, lawfare is the order of the day in the country. The DA had to go to court to challenge the hiring of a municipal manager of Joburg. Of Joburg by Minister Aquamanda. Yes. Yes. Uh, actually, 
uh, 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 not minister, I mean, mayor. Mayor, <laughs> mayor commander, yes. Yeah, may, mayor commander and the speaker, actually, they, they've been, yo, these weeks, it's fine, it's fine, it's on personal capacity. So the speaker mm. and the mayor and the MMC, uh, I think of corporate service or finance of Jobek, they've been asked to pay costs in their personal capacity. I know they're going to appeal that. Yes. But, but you know what is strange about this, fresh and, and this is one part where I think the DA had it wrong. And you can see how it's playing political games. The ANC came out with a statement, whether true or false, one doesn't know, to say it is so funny that the Democratic Alliance mm. have gone to court to challenge the appointment of, what is this gentleman? Uh, the, Brink. Uh, Brink, yes. yes. But Brink, before he was the, the, the mayor of, not the mayor, the, 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 the municipal, manager. municipal manager of Jobek, city yes. of Jobek, he was the COO under the DA administration. So they know him. So they know him now. Mm. You are questioning whether he is fit to hold the post or he's capable, but he was the COO. And let me tell you what happened. The interviews and the process of selecting the municipal manager happened just before the DA mm. left office. The short, so he was number two on the list. He, having have been interviewed by a DA mayor or DA deployees, mm. okay? So he was number two on the list, he was not number one. Now, by automation of human resource processes, if the person who was identified as number one, a, a, a candidate for the post says, I'm no longer available, or I'm no longer interested, I don't want it. The system allows that you can say to number two, I, I, I occupy the position. And this is what transpired in the city of Jobek. But, but I don't understand why did the ANC and, and its coalition in Jobek waited for this matter to go to court and they lost. Mm. Now they are coming back and saying, no, but the presiding officer is an advocate, is a mm. judge, and is an advocate linked to to, to, to the, the DA, DA. Yes. yes, understand. Just mm. like, and, and, and use an example, we know that uh, advocate senior counsel Dalimpofu is linked to the EFF. Sure. Yes. So, so imagine if Dalimpofu wakes up one day and is an acting judge and presiding over a matter against uh, uh, any other political party, an EFF. Mm. You understand? So, so there was biasness, there was unfair. A normal process is this acting judge should have excused himself from the process. Because of the conflict. Because of the conflict of yes. interest. Mm. But the, the ANC has indicated that they are going to appeal the decision. Mm. Uh, but we know, we know Brink is, is a qualified person for the position. If the man was a COO, why can't he be? Uh, uh, they must come with any other process that says the process of interviewing him was not fair, it, you understand? But it will be fun, they'll be shooting themselves on the foot because the GA interviewed him, they recruited him. Now that they are out of favor uh, with Brink, now they start painting him bad. But, you know, Fresh, we spoke about how courts are running the country. It's dirty, man, when are we getting service delivery? You know, when, when, when is it gonna happen that these people must stop being in courts and render the services, the water, the sewage, the electricity, Jobek is falling apart and these people are playing games. That's the danger of coalitions. That's the danger of what I wanted to speak about, the, 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 the courts. And the arms of state and, the and arms independence. Of state. Yes. I, I, I've been saying to people, we should not be fooled. There is nothing independent in the arms of the state. And I'll break it down you know, for, for our followers and viewers. If we say the judiciary, which is the courts and the judge, are independent, mm. independent from what? From the legislative authority, which is parliament, 
from the executive authority, which is cabinet. How is it independent when me and you as voters? Mm. And and I, again, I don't know why people are complaining. Do you know first that those 400 plus MPs that are sitting in parliament, you and South Africans, ordinary, you know them before you vote. Mm. So when you go on elections, political parties have already submitted lists of candidates mm. in order of preference, sure. one to that. So when you go and vote, for example, you, Mr. X, go to vote for the ANC, mm. you already know on that list because the, the IEC publicizes them. Do you think so people read those lists? We don't read them. But what I'm saying is we vote these people yeah. into those offices mm. and after we want to complain. Now, where I'm arguing, you know, from a public you know, administration perspective, to say there's no independence. Mm. People in parliament, they don't know the power they possess. They sure. don't know that they are called lawmakers. Mm. MPs make laws. And, they and, sign them off. And, and, and often the argument becomes, should you have a room full of lawmakers when half of them haven't even been to law school? Exactly. Or, half. Or, Are you saying half? Or done <laughs> even a basic L101. Exactly. You understand? So MPs make laws in this country. Mm. But it doesn't end there. Let me show you where there's no independence. Yeah. After they make their laws, obviously there'll be experts who draft them. Sure. You know, workers or employees of government, they're both sons who goes and draft the laws mm. and the bills, and then they go, and the MPs go and vote for these laws. It doesn't end there. There's committees of parliament. These committees, let's use the judicial committee. Mm. What, what is one of its role? Is to appoint judges. Mm. Now, this... Toy toying comrade who is a viva amanda and who, who comes from a branch without going to school, without knowing nothing about their law and processes, sits in a committee mm. that appoints a judge. So, so the legislature appoints judges. Mm. Already there's no independence there. You are a judge, you went to school, you have been an, you are Dalimpo, you want to be a judge president. Mm. A, some 10 members of parliament sit in a committee. They decide who's going to be the judge. They appoint to already there is no independence there between the judicial service and the legislative authority parliament. It doesn't end there. Mm. They make recommendations to who? Mm. To the executive authority, mm. the president. So the legislative authority makes recommendations to the executive authority. Now, wh where is the independence? Politicians decide who eats what, who drinks what, which medicine you take, will lock you up. They decide for you. Mm. They decide. You understand? So there is no independence in the three arms of the state in South Africa. They are actually interdependent. Somebody may stand up and argue and say to me, yeah, but we have seen with people like uh, former Chief Justice, Jakam Moseneka, um, how they made judgments and rulings against the sitting head of state. When you don't have a choice, when it's daring clear, then can the issue in front of you that cabinet failed, parliament failed, ministers failed, committee failed. You don't have a choice. But there is no independence mm. in the judiciary. If there was independence in the judiciary, we wouldn't be sitting in this country with the sealed bank records of the, the, the CR17 campaign. Mm. We wouldn't be sitting with that. We wouldn't be sitting with the president of the country having at least five cases to answer to, and none of them has gone beyond police station. So sure. Where is independence? Are we expecting uh, the National Prosecuting Authority, uh, Batoi, that has disappeared? Now, we don't know where's Batoi. To go and prosecute President Ramaphosa when President Ramaphosa gave you a, a, a list of life? No, it's not going to happen. It is not right. So there is no, this thing of democracy, demon crazy, I call it. It's crazy. How, how, 
do I hire you? Appoint you. Okay, first I make laws that are going to tell you how you're gonna work and operate. Mm -hmm. Secondly, I decide which judge is going to implement those laws. Thirdly, my brother here or my comrade president decide which one to get appointed. Mm -hmm. And you tell me there's there's independence, there's no independency mm -hmm. in the three arms of the state in South Africa. That is my view. And I think people should look at it that way. And that's why we are having political But It depends also where do you take your matter, which courts preside. Sure. Mm. You know, I, I got a shock of my life two weeks back. I told you I live in courts, you know, I'm like politicians now. I was in court. So I'm that inquisitive guy who will always ask them, who's the judge? Mm. And then I go and check the background, looking for skeletons in Yana and then whatever. And then I realized that, uh, 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 Majority, I was asking, why is everybody acting, acting mm, judge? Mm. And and it's lack of resources mm. and lack of numbers. Guess who are the acting judges? Mm. Is the practicing advocate. Now look at the conflict of interest. Mm. You have Mr. X, he's an advocate, he's got a law firm, he's practicing. When the court has is swamped with work and they need 18 judges to push work, they appoint 18 judges amongst those advocates. Mm. Now Yesterday, I was in court as an advocate representing Meshila. After five days, I'm in court. I'm an acting judge. I'm presiding, most probably against an another advocate that was my opponent. Now I'm the judge. I'm sitting there. Mm. That, Sh it, surely, surely the, 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 the uh, mechanisms in place to avoid that happening, to avoid that overlap happening, to avoid... Um, 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 exactly that which you're referring to. A fresh, uh, what mechanism? Where a roster, a simple roster. Yeah, but a simple roster, it's fine. You can work on the roster, but who does the roster? Human beings, that won't come automatically. You understand? All, all I'm saying is, is it just mm. that somebody I hear you. Mm. Is, is a player in a game? Sure. After five days, this person is the, now the referee. the referee. After another week, this person goes and play. It, it, it can't be a fair and just system. And they will come and complain, so we don't have money, we don't have judges. Okay, we appoint one or two once a year. Mm. But the question is why? Why are we in that state of affairs that everybody is acting, 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 and people are not appointed? What, what is the you know, cause of that? And, and I think that's where the Department of Justice and Consumer Development should look into. Why do we have so many acting judges with conflict and double interest. And, and I, I think the justice system is not fair from that angle. Mm. Uh, we are running out of time, Butsang. I think let's wrap it up with, um, I don't know if she's still your boss, uh, Transport Minister Sinis uh, uh, Chikunga. Um, they, oh, yeah, the unfortunate. The unfortunate uh, robbery along the, the N3. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, she, she's still my boss. Remember, illegally, I'm still an employee of, of an agency of transport. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that Mayor Sinisue Chikunga was involved in that situation. Uh, uh, but you know what South Africans are saying? The reality is hitting home. Well, that's how we live. We, that's how we live every day, you mm. understand? I, I mean, I, I don't understand what happened and transpired with the bodyguards mm. or law enforcers, but... When we watch TV, when we go on TikToks and social media, one of the things we read from security personnel is that once it's in the middle of the night, I mean, it was 4 a.m., mm. they got a puncture. Apparently, according to the police report, they continued to drive from a, for a certain distance for safety purposes. Mm. But they were afraid that the mech wheels or the rims of the car will be damaged and they stop along the side of the road to change the wheel. My concern is this, though. Um, when you are at that level of security, why are you not running run flats on your cars? 
that, that's one of the things that came to my mind. I was involved in a pothole incident last week. Yes. We had a family gathering mm. in the valve. So coming back, and mm. I was not even driving my car. Sadly, I was driving my brother's car, mm. but his car. And I hit a pothole too. I was with my mom and uncle. Mm. But it had run flats. Yeah. You understand? So I could drive from Western area right up to you know my brother's house. I didn't even know. It was the first time I'm driving a car with run flats. I didn't know that you can drive up to 80 kilometers per hour up to your destination. No, no, it, it happened to me also. When oh. when when I was still sponsored by by Mini, mm -hmm. I was driving to uh, Richard, not Richard's Bay, man, Newcastle. Yes, yes. I, I hit two potholes at the same time, blew out two tires, and drove another hundred kilometers. A safety measure that the government should be considered. Uh, uh, look, but that's not the only thing. Another mm. thing that concerned me with that incident. Mm. And, 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 you know, having a person who comes from a military background and, and, and arms training, how do you get your two people? You're not one. You know, if I'm changing a wheel and I've got a firearm, I may have been concentrating on the wheel. Mm. But how do you? You are with a minister, and the minister's brother was there as well, sure. apparently. So he, and, he could have changed the wheel. Uh, uh, exactly. While you stand, Why, you, you hold the fort up. Do uh, your primary job mm. as a bodyguard or a protector is to be around your subject. Your subject is that particular person. But for both of them, mm. that the robbers, number one, there were spikes. Mm. Number two, the robbers came from there behind, according to the police report. Where were they looking? What kind of bodyguards look at each other as if they are kissing or look at the work they are doing? When you are armed, it's in the middle of the night. It's 4 a.m. We have been in an incident in the middle of the M3. It's very dangerous. Your subject is sitting in the car. One is a minister. Two is she's an armed three. She's a woman. Mm. And then you focus on what you are doing, fearing to, 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 to damage the, the rim. I would rather damage the rim of the car because my primary work is to protect the, the subject. Mm. And then you get disarmed. That, that's very embarrassing. That's very dangerous. Now we are sitting here with two, two mm. state arms in the hands of criminals, two more firearms in the hands of criminals. What do you say to people who argue that they did well to de-escalate the situation by allowing them to take what they want and leave. That, look, because the minute now we have a firefight, then the principal is in danger. Yes, but 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 fresh, they, according to the report, they could have not fought. They were caught off guard. Okay. And thanks God, nobody is injured. Mm. The minister says one of the, the, the robbers actually pointed at a very close range mm. because he was trying to take off her, oh, her ring. Her, her ring. Yes. You know, if he has a valuable. And she asked and, them not to take and it. And she asked them not to take mm. to say this is the only valuable thing I have for my husband. You know, she, she was actually brave mm. to can still negotiate for mm. the ring. Mm. And she said at that moment, she was afraid that this person may just pull a trigger. You understand? All, all I'm saying is it is good not to engage in a fight or a combat mm. when you are compromised. It was sure. a good move they did mm. and nobody has been injured. But anything else would have happened. Those people probably, they didn't know that that was a minister. Mm. Probably should they have known they would have done the worst things, like take her with and things like that. But, mm. but I mean, it's very simple. Police will tell you, military and security personnel will tell you, if we are both armed, we don't sit like this and we don't have our back covered. Mm. You, one, fl you flank one another. You understand? Mm. You flank mm. on each other mm. and you have each other's back covered. Mm. If one is busy with the wheel, one actually should have had a firearm mm. in his Drawn hand. Ready. Drawn ready and to protect mm. you know, the proximity and the surrounding. And they failed to do that, but like I said, the most important thing now is... She's safe. She's safe and they are also safe, those policemen. Sure. You understand? And, and no life was lost. Uh, but uh, un unfortunately, we've got two loaded firearms 
of the state in the hands of criminals. And that's the most unfortunate part, but no life lost. And, uh, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy for, for Minister Sindhisi that she went out safe. Uh, and maybe, maybe she should take me back to work and I'll go and do that role better uh, without belonging to SAPS. That's the plan. <laughs> uh, Botsang, thank you very much. Where do we find you on social media? Uh, Botsang um, at gmail.com and it's 082-485-9100 and at Botsang on, on, on social media handles. Uh, look, it sure. has been well. You know what people are doing? Uh, uh, they write, uh, people are having labor cases, labor matters and challenges and they say, look, we need your idea regarding this. And that's what I say to people. This is not just hashtag politics. No, we also educate and inform people of government processes. Mm. And, and I think it's very interesting that, you know, people are saying, but I don't have answers for everything. I share the knowledge yes, that I come across or refer them to people that I mm. think they're experts sure. in this instance. So, so I, I think we've been doing very well. The response that people are saying, somebody told me that, you know, Fresh is a good man. He created a platform whereby people mm. are now learning about government processes without us being in government. And 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 and, and Bushima Gagana was telling me yesterday that you are actually a good man. I'm like, oh, okay. So somebody's fresh has a good heart. Ola Brabushi, Shabuzit. Uh, but thank you very much, dude. We'll see Thanks, you next dude. week. Yeah. And apologies for the sound last week. Uh, we have uh, re-uploaded last week's episode uh, with a better sound. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the sound will not happen like that again. Right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, that sound, it was it was actually my mom who came and said, but we can't hear you. I'm like, yeah. but you're supposed to be traveling with me, not looking at me on the phone. <laughs> and he said, everything was so, it was really embarrassing. I only saw the show on Sunday because I was sure. occupied on Saturday. Yes, sir. And then I couldn't even finish it. But yeah, sure. thanks to the team. No, but we've, sort, we've, sort, we've sorted the sound, so yeah. it's sorted out. Um, apologies for that. Shout out uh, BK Proctor for the, the threads. Uh, check out designs by bkproctor.com uh, for some incredible designs. We're coming to you from Amp Studios, downtown Johannesburg. We're part of the Africa Podcast Network. Shout out to Pezulu Works for the cinematography. Our, uh, our audio imaging is all by artist The Flow Fraser. Our guest, Butsang Muilo. Creative producer Kuvesh Mohan and show producer Kelesomodisa King. Email us at waw at africapodcastnetwork.com. Till next week, have an incredible Politrix week in spite of yourselves.